0: Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Information provided in the podcast is for educational purposes only, is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Today's episode is with guest Emily Morrison. Emily has been practicing earth-based spirituality for 20 years and is also running the Wise Woman Witchery group, and it's a place where you can find tools to build a deeper connection to yourself in order to foster a deeper connection with the divine. She's here to help people listen to their inner wisdom, embrace their magic, and step into their power. Welcome, Emily, to the Herbs podcast, and thank you for joining us. So for this episode today, everybody, I'm here with Emily Morrison. So thanks for joining the Herbs podcast today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. This is awesome.
0: So we're here to talk about priestess today. And Emily has um, a business where she uses the word witch and priestess as well as I do. So we're going to be talking about what priestess means to Emily. So tell our audience, what does priestess mean to you?
1: Oh, it's such a long loaded answer, um, <laughs> but I'll try to simplify. So um, so priestess to me, just saying the word, I mean, I would just invite you all to just take a moment and say the word aloud and see what that feels like to you. Uh, I I really connect with that on a deep level. Like when I just close my eyes and think about the word priestess or say it, I really feel um, the energy of a lineage of powerful women. Like I, that's just what comes to mind is I can almost see this, this like lineage of women standing behind me um, who are rooted in the earth connected to nature and who are open as channels really to that energy and allowing that to move through them that they bring into the world in their own gifts. So yeah, that's, that's basically what priestess means to me, and um, I have a, a long association with that word um, in my own spiritual practice, which I can get into later, but uh, <laughs> but that's kind of the gist. That's like the nutshell version.
0: Yeah, I agree with that um, wholeheartedly, what you said, the lineage, the channels, the rooted in the earth, that's a very good succinct in a nutshell um, (laughs) answer I like that a lot what do you when people ask me like what do priestesses do you know what how would you answer that
1: I want to know how you would answer that
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I know what plant priestesses do um but I'm just wondering you know I use the word priestessing as a verb you know when I'm priestessing And so for me, it's like um, plant priestesses are honoring the cycles of the earth and really in tune with the plants, learning the plant spirit medicine, and they are synchronizing their their life with the natural cycles and everything's really entwined with plants. So, um, and then when we kind of step out of the plant realm and just do priestessing, just curious what that means to you in the verb form.
1: Yeah, I think that it ties to what you're speaking to around like being in tune with the cycles, being in tune with what's happening in nature. Um, I think that's a big piece of it. And it's and I guess the next level of that is not just being in tune and aware of that, but actually tapping into what the energy of that is and how does that move through your body and how do you then, priestessing is, the, is to me, the energy of actually pulling that energy from the earth. If you all could see me, I'm like pulling literally with my hands from from the earth up through your body and then channeling that into whatever gift it is. So if you're a healer, if you're a storyteller, if you're, you know, what what is the magic that is running through you and what are your unique gifts? Like your unique gift is that you have this connection to plants and you understand them and you can communicate with them and you understand how to bring those into the world to help people and to care for plants also, right? It's like, it's a back and forth. It's, it's a relationship. It's not one-sided. So when I think about priestessing, I'm thinking about tending to that back and forth energetic connection that we get to pull from those energies of the cycles and we, and then we also are giving back by honoring and tending to the nature and the world that's all around and the energetic connections we have with others as well. So that's like a really broad, vast answer, but I think it also just encompasses what it is to really stand in that, in that priestess energy. It's very powerful. Like I I feel just even saying it, I can feel my shoulders dropping back and my chest sticking out and that feeling of like, oh yeah, I'm channeling this energy through me. And so that's priestessing. Um, and I'm going to ramble just for a little minute more because I want to share kind of a background of this piece in my own life, um, which is that I've been part of a women's circle slash coven for 16 years and we meet weekly and we really were trying to hold the container of being... Um, co-led so there is no leader but part of that is that somebody has to lead sometimes right we can't just be like floating around so every woman takes a turn being the high priestess and we move through the cycle of taking turns taking on that role each week and being a high priestess means that you come with a prepared ritual or activity that we're going to do as a group and you hold that container for everybody else So I think you can take priestessing to this next level of really holding a container for other people so that they can step into their power and have their experience, or in some cases they can just have their experience and you can hold that for them. So I think it can be, you know, all of those things.
0: Yeah, I love that you brought up the idea of the leader, because most people think, well, priestess means I should be ordained by somebody. Mm. And well, priestess doesn't mean like you're marrying somebody and it's like a legality thing. Like we think of as leaders and, in, in, you know, a lot of the religious mm-hmm. constructs that are happening right now. Um, so, you know, why would you say that it's important in the modern day world to have priestess? Because I think of priestess as like a really old, a much older time when um, women were in in charge of temples and things like that. So what are we doing with priestess in the modern day world?
1: Well, boy, that's a really big question, Erin, because (laughs) it's a big question because there's so many different ways to answer that, really. And, um, And again, I'll try to distill some of this down at least through the lens that i view the world we have been steeped in a patriarchy really and there is sort of a lack of this powerful um feminine energy that is holding the container and and mothering and um and maybe even disciplining some of the, <laughs> some of those male energies that are running a little bit wild and <laughs> nothing against the male counterpart, because I think it's all about balance, right? But I do feel like we are a little bit out of balance as at least in Western civilization and in our culture. um, And that by the priestessing energy is really important to bring to the surface, because we need to bring some of that, that male energy back into balance, we need to find that balance. Um, The other reason I think it's really important is that even the women have come so far, like, you know, obviously we're not quite to the equality stage yet. Just so weird, but because it's like 2020, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe it's not weird because it's 2020 and it's been a year, but, um, and yet there is this kind of old energy that lives in many women that I meet and work with who, where they feel really kind of like they have to be quiet or they have to be meek or they can't, they have to be like the princess who is going to be saved and all of that. And I feel like stepping into the role of priestess and the energy of priestess is really a reclaiming of your power. And we are powerful. Like everybody has power. How do you embody that? And I feel like you, the word priestess really encompasses women embodying their personal power and their personal energy and being able to bring that into the world.
0: Yeah. And you use a word powerful, which mm-hmm. um, you're right. We have a lot more equality than in the past decades that we can you know, think of. But I think for women, when we think of that word powerful, it's still for some of us, even people who are considered strong women, it's like, well, power equals destruction and power equals mm-hmm. ego. I don't know if I could consider myself powerful So I think that using this word, you know, priestess is helping us feel comfortable in the the word powerful women and knowing that we can still have that nurturing aspect and powerful at the same time. Like it's all, I think we're kind of redefining what powerful means as, you know, as women.
1: Right, because power doesn't have to be anger. And I think that's where it often goes. Oh, she's a powerful woman. Oh, she's just angry you know and and obviously that's a very blanket statement not everybody feels that way but i do think that some of those beliefs are embedded in our cultural system and and it it can make it very intimidating or scary to be willing to step forth and go oh no like <laughs> i am powerful i have these gifts i am amazing and i'm going to bring that into the world And that being said, any of you who are listening who happen to be mamas out there, I just want you to think about a time, because there has been a moment at some point in your mamahood where you have felt your child to be at danger or like worried about them. And you probably embodied that mama bear energy so fiercely. And I just want to remind you, you have that in you too. Like, (laughs) and that's not even from a place of anger. That's that fiercely protective place, right? Right. And... Wouldn't it be amazing if we had that for ourselves, like, and all the people in the world, like if we just could hold that mama bear energy.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I say this from not being a mom, just so y'all know, like,
0: <laughs> well, I just, children. And- I do,
1: I do. <laughs> and, and I love fiercely, like that's my superpower. So I understand that energy of like protection um, and wanting to protect. And I think that's a piece of it too. It doesn't have to be angry to be powerful. It can be lovingly yeah. powerful.
0: Emily, how do you bring priestessing to the world and the things that you're doing for others?
1: Yeah, so um, so I I have two jobs. So <laughs> I'm a psychotherapist by day and witch by night. Actually, I'm always a witch, but um, <laughs> but I do have this job where I'm a therapist, and it's interesting because that's like my underground way of bringing priestessing to people, and and I don't. I don't know, maybe that sounds uh, manipulative as I say it aloud, which is not at all what I mean or intend, but I really feel strongly about helping women and men step into their power and into their own gifts. And so I think that I do that within that realm, in that job, um, using that language, you know, I, I rarely have people come into to me um, for whatever's going on for them. And I'm like, we're going to make you a priestess, right? <laughs> We're going to make you embody your priestessness, um, But I do bring that to the table in that way. And, and so that's kind of my like muggle way of doing it in the world. And then uh, in my Wise Woman Witchery work, I actually have a program called the Priestess Path. And that program is really designed uh, to be 12 lessons over 13 moons, so one year. And uh, each lesson is about a month long you know, or a moon long. And it basically starts with the foundations of creating a spiritual practice of learning how to create ritual. And a lot of it revolves around self exploration. Um, But we also come together as a group so that we can share within the group, because I really feel powerful, um, powerful growth can come from being mirrored. And that's what you get when you are working within a group versus working as a solitary practitioner. And I think it's really important to be mirrored. You know, it's, it's just developmentally what we, we, how we learn about who we are in the world as humans, but then to be able to take it to this next level of like, who am I magically? Who am I when I dive down into my personal gifts, who am I, and how is that seen and how is it held in the world? So um, the course has, some self-study aspects, and that it also has, you know, some group aspects of connecting. We follow the wheel of the year. So we honor all the different holidays that fall upon that as well as, uh, following the lunar cycle and just becoming more aware of the lunar cycle and how that affects us too. Because I believe, again, coming back to what we said at the beginning of this discussion, it's about tapping into those cycles. It's about tapping in, into those earth energies. Um, so that's, that's how I'm bringing it into the world in this moment. Uh, and, and my next round of The Priestess Path does start in January of 2021. Um, if anybody's interested in learning more, you can definitely check it out on my website, wisewomanwitchery.com, um, or shoot me an email at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net, and I'm happy to answer any questions you might have uh, if you're ready to step into your priestess path. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you made about your, your muggle life and how, as priestesses, when we're, you know, working in a way with people that doesn't look outwardly like a priestess or outwardly like a witch, we are using our, our gifts to help others so that, like, if you're working with somebody like in your practice, you can realize that there's cycles that are taking place and help people realize that, you know, life isn't linear Um, And just change. It's just a different perspective. I think priestesses have different perspective than what most people have in the modern day world around us. Um, Just like other spiritual and religious beliefs, they have different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So um, that, I think, can help people um, like in your in your profession. And then when I was working in horticulture, I certainly was trying to shift perspective too to get people to see from more of a nature um, centered way of, you know, everything is not out here just for humans, that they're part of it. So, so yeah, it's not always about trying, we're not here to change people. (laughs) We're here to work with people where they're at.
1: Well, and to help them connect. I mean, I think this is the bottom line, right? Is that even, even if my, even if my beliefs and my viewpoint of, you know, the cycles and whatever are, um, are what I'm holding, somebody else might not hold that. But if we have a discussion about that, we might be able to learn something from each other. And then we make that connection. And that connection allows us to drop deeper into our own beliefs or into, you know, maybe even shifting the way we see things. And again, all of this generates more energy and power. And I think it's about being open. Like, again, coming back to that word channel, like, what are you channeling? What are you letting in? What are you, what are you keeping out? Um, Our walls need to have some permeability to them you know, not our boundaries, but our walls that we put up because my belief is right. Well, my belief isn't going to be right for everyone, but I bet we have some common ground. And I think that's part of the priestessing piece too, is being able to listen and to connect from wherever you are at and wherever that person's at, like meeting someone where they're at is what I'm trying to say in a lot of words.
0: (laughs) I heard it. I heard it. (laughs) Maybe we can leave our listeners with like, uh, one or two things that they can start doing within their own life, if they're looking to explore this priestess path. And one of the things that w- you and I keep saying is like cycles. So one of the things I um, encourage people to do is start um, tracking the the moon cycle mm-hmm. and see how that um, may correlate with your energy with uh, for for women for their uh, if they're their menstruation cycle, mm-hmm. their emotion cycle. Certainly men can do this as well, but in our modern society, we do everything by the sun. You know, our, our days are yep. set by the 24 hours of, of the sun and the earth. And But what would happen if we um, tracked things by the moon cycle? And a lot of women don't know that their menstrual cycle and the moon cycle are basically both 28 day cycles.
1: Like,
0: mm-hmm. so from the time that we go from a full moon um, and then back to a full moon through that whole cycle, that's like one menstrual hormonal cycle. Mm -hmm. So that's how women and the moon are really connected through many cultures and many uh, folklore. There's lots of things with the moon. And I think that's why the witches and the moon get so much, um, you know, they get connected all the time because women and witches, but our moon cycles, our, our menstrual cycles are really connected. So start watching the moon cycle, see if you feel different at, at the dark moon or some people call it the new moon or mm-hmm. and then also see if you feel different at the full moon and just do that for a few few moon cycles and see if, if anything, you can track anything with that. So do you have any tangible something that somebody can do in their life? Totally. So for me, a lot of it revolves around seasons. Like I definitely
1: follow, again, coming back to cycles, right? So if you step outside, if you're, if it's too cold where you live and you're looking out the window outside, what feelings does that bring up for you? What, what is being evoked inside of you because you're seeing snow on the ground or um, here in Northern California, we don't have snow, but like looking out for me at the frost on the rooftops or the right now our leaves are just off the hook amazing, beautiful. And for me, that brings up so many different emotions and, um, it's my favorite season. So when I tap into what's happening for me physically by tuning into what's happening outside, I get a lot of information and, um, and then I start to think about, well, how does that pertain to how I'm moving through my life? How am I facilitating my self-care rituals? Do those shift or change with the seasons? Are my needs different with the seasons? Like, I definitely need to be home more in the, in the winter months than I do during the summer. Um, and I, I want to be outside a lot in the winter because it's so beautiful, or, or in the, even in the fall because it's so beautiful. But I also want to be outside less. <laughs> because because I want to be cozy and warm and I want to be looking outside but not necessarily sitting in the cold um, unless it's around a campfire. But so basically what I'm saying to you is take the time to really pay attention to what's happening outside and think about bringing some of that in. So, like, I like to gather different items during the seasons outside on, when I'm out on my walks, and then I create, like, a little altar space around that, and it changes as the year goes on, because as autumn turns into winter, the autumn leaves are now gone, and I'm bringing in, you know, boughs of pine or whatever it might be. So start to inc- bring some of the outside in, is what I would say, um, and reflect on what that means for you. That's a really easy way to do that.
0: Yeah, very powerful because many times, um, especially city dwellers, they may not always be you know, focused on what's happening because the city situation really kind of buffers what's happening um, and what's, you can't really see what's happening in nature as much. And then for me in my part of the world here in Wisconsin, a lot of people will complain that it's too snowy, then they'll complain it's too hot. It's like, okay, let's just try to embrace <laughs> something about the season that we can enjoy. So that altar idea is a really good um, idea, or I, I like to also call it a celebration station, if the word altars kind of triggers you, like, I don't know about that. So celebrate, you know, what's happening outside by bringing in. So those, that's, great. that's a great uh, thing to do. Well, you can
1: also even, you know, if you didn't want to necessarily bring it into your house or if that's not really your jam, pick one tree that changes through the seasons and just spend a little time with it. Like make that like a weekly thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to go check out my tree today and go visit your tree and notice like what state of being is it in and how does that affect you? Like what is happening inside of you at the same time? So that's just another way to do it without having to necessarily, you know, create a celebration station if that's not your thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's a really good idea. So tell us one more time how we can get in contact with you. Um, So
1: you can check out my website at wisewomanwitchery.com. You can email me at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. I also have a podcast if you're curious about just like checking out what, what kind of stuff I'm talking about all the time. Uh, (laughs) And that is The Witch Next Door. So you can find that on all the, all the platforms out there. And Erin will be joining me on one of my podcasts in the coming months, so stay tuned for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that because Emily and I have a really great time talking and we crack you. each other up. I mean, she it's cracks me up.
1: <laughs> it's true. I, we have a mutual friend and um, that friend told me how great Erin is and then I met her and I was like, oh yeah, I need to be her friend because I really like her a lot. <laughs> She's awesome. So it's very cool. I'm glad I know you, Erin. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you, Emily. I, I'm, I love hanging out with you too. All right, everybody. Um, thanks for listening to this episode and thanks for joining us on the Herbs Podcast, Emily. Yeah, thank you. Everyone be well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit Podcast please follow me on my Facebook page, Full Circle Herbals, or on my blog, fullcircleherbals.com.